Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Solar Opposites, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stovall. Hey, y'all. And Alex Bonilla. Greetings. Yes, greetings, Earthlings, or something like that. We're talking <laughs> the first season of the new um, adult animated series, Solar Opposites, which is on Hulu, the first eight episode. In case you forgot, it's on Hulu. Well, if, if once you watch it, you will understand that it's on Hulu. <laughs> That'll be cemented. Uh, but if you've not heard of it, it is uh, eight episodes on Hulu. Now it came out yesterday, May 8th. It is created by Rick and Morty co-creator Justin Roiland and Rick and Morty head writer Mike McMahon. Um very Rick and Morty vibes, including the same exact credits. Okay, we, we'll get to that later. But um, the uh, we're ex- uh, excited for Solar Opposites, new project from Justin and and Mike's. Uh, their work on Rick and Morty's great, and we will be reviewing the whole first season now. If you've not yet seen the first season of Solar Opposites, we're going to try to stay spoiler free just for the first few minutes. So keep listening if you want to know whether you should check it out. We'll tell you whether we recommend it or not. Um, and then, uh, we'll get into spoilers after that, going through everything about the first season of Solar Opposites. We're overlyanimated.com. We talk about a bunch of, I guess we're overly animated at overlyanimated.com. We talk about a bunch of animated shows and movies. Find us there on iTunes, uh, search for overly animated or on YouTube at youtube.com slash overly animated. So, um, we're going to start off spoiler free here and just talk about, uh, Really, all I want to know, did you enjoy watching all eight episodes of the first season of Solar Opposites, Delaney? Eh? I I, I didn't hate it. Like, I think there were some episodes I really enjoyed, and there were some that were, like, fine. I don't think I hated any of it, unlike my fiancé, who hated every single second of her having to sit next to me and watch these episodes. But I thought there were some, like, there were some gems in there. Um, I really like the kids. The kids amuse me to no end. And, yeah. So, I mean, I did. Um, I, I wouldn't say I'm, like, super excited about more content, but I would probably watch more. Okay. Uh, the repli- kinda, the replicants. Are the the replicants. Yeah. I like the replicants. And I'm, like, I'm curious to see where we're going, I guess. Like, this was... I'm not blown away by any means, but I, I mean, I enjoyed parts of it. Okay. That's, that's fair. Um, and we will be getting more Solar Opposites as it had an initial 16 episode order. So we'll get a second okay. eight, eight episode second season eight. at least. Yeah. That's um, weird. It's kind of a weird amount. It's a weird number. Yeah. Um, I assume they made them together. We could maybe expect it this year, but I, that hasn't been confirmed. I don't think. Okay. Right. Uh, Alex, what did, how did you enjoy Solar Opposites? Um, it, it took me a bit. Uh, my initial reaction, I watched like the first two episodes and I, I wrote out on, on the Discord. This feels like just interdimensional cable extended out to a full, uh, a full episode length. And, uh, you know, it, it, for, it, it gets, it takes a bit to get its footing, but I do think that by the second half of the season, it ends up uh, doing enough to be on its own, uh, a funny enough show. Um, the, the classic, uh, odd, odd couple, fish out of water, aliens yeah. viewing earth life. Like that, there's like so much soil to be, uh, to be, uh, dug into there. So the, the end, uh, Alex just, is like, till it, till the soil. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking for that word. Thank you. I was going to say toil, but till. Toil. Right. But, the, uh, the replicants were grown in the soil. I don't know though. Apparently. Maybe. Yeah. They're but, replicants. uh, yeah, so like I think that they they find their footing, and uh, it, obviously you have you have to come to terms with the fact 
that it's not going to be as highbrow as Rick and Morty is in its uh, in its best episodes. Like you got to put put a lower bar for it. But once you settle into the into the perspective that this is like you know an alien sitcom, like I, I've seen Third Rock from the Sun used as a comparison. Like it's it's a lot more low stakes. And once you you settle into that, you can enjoy the jokes a, a bit more, not expecting too much out of it. Uh, I'll say it probably goes a bit too heavy on pop culture references for my taste. Like I, I felt that's like one thing that could be a turnoff for for some people since it it uses that a lot. But when it when it sticks to like to the more the more like a, a alien aliens figuring out society type of thing, or when they go more off the wall like certain episodes in the sec in the second half, that's where I think it, it's at its best. So. Um, Solar Opposites is, is, I think it ends up being a, pr- a pretty good show, but it, definitely its better episodes are kind of stacked at the end. I wanted to kind of piggyback off what Alex said, and I, I was thinking about saying something about it later, was that I, you know, it is a sitcom, and I think that's kind of, will kind of impact, like, how the show is received, because a lot of people, I think, expect this to be, you know, it's like Rick and Morty is not a sitcom, and so I think that's kind of, you come into this thinking it's like Rick and because it's hard. It's hard not to be like, oh, this is just Alien Rick and Morty, but it's not. It's, it is a sitcom, which I think, like Alex, once I figured out, like, w- once you watch it like a sitcom, it improves because, like, your bar is lowered. <laughs> and I mean, I'll, I don't like sitcoms. Like, I don't watch them. So, but I will say this will be interesting to see, like, this animated alien sitcom. Like, I think it's an interesting concept. And I think once once you get over that hump, and you accept it for what it is, it improves greatly. And like they even make fun of themselves, like in like they have this whole episode basically with the sitcom mom. So it's so I think that's really kind of like that's gonna be like this is that's what's kind of gonna determine, I think, the reception for this show is like either you're mad it's not Rick and Morty, or you figure out early enough that it's to accept it as an alien sitcom, which you know, alien odd couple sitcom. At its core, great idea. But I think it also depends on whether or not you like sitcoms. Though I will say I don't like sitcoms. I did enjoy like watching several of the episodes. That's good. Um, yeah, you just kind of have to accept it. Like you once you've like figured it out. Well, yeah. I'll say also like uh, I think that in, in the earlier episodes, it's more sitcomy in that there doesn't feel like there's any consequences to the actions. There's right. not a there's not yeah. a particular angle that's being hit at. Whereas like later episodes, like the the sitcom mom one you point at, or episode seven, they they have their their tropes that they're hitting on and they're they're making commentary on, similar to what Rick and Morty does a lot of the right. time. Like they they're focused around making fun of something in pop in popular culture, but they have a particular message about it. And I think that's where Solar Opposites does its best work when there's actually something beyond just the basic the basic story of they they mess something up and they have to fix it. So I, right. I think that that that's like a part that gets more that gets more focus in in the better episodes. Like Rick and Morty, like Rick and Morty, I feel like does its best when it's making fun of something specific and it has a, a, a particular angle on it. Yeah, we'll definitely dig into the comparison to Rick and Morty. I think that's what everyone's going to make. I definitely agree this is more of a sitcom than Rick and Morty. Um, in terms of the references to things mentioned before, I think that might work for more for some people, might work less. Yeah, right, pe- people, people's perspectives, how, how sitcom like that they are i mean i don't know like bojack's like i think is heavily a sitcom i think rick and marty in some ways is too but this is much more um and uh, i really i really enjoyed solar opposites i'm probably the highest on it 
Uh, I do think it takes a little bit to get going. I think once you get toward the end of the season, there's two killer episodes and a few other really good ones as well. So I like I recommend watching it and I recommend sticking with it. I think there's the, the early episodes aren't bad either. I, I think my favorite thing about the show is that it moves really fast, really fast paced, much like Rick and Morty. It escalates, but it's more contained, I would say. Like, I think Rick and Morty goes off the rails. The show um escalates escalates keeps uh in in terms of its humor and it kind of um stays a little bit more grounded which i think is fun um it had you know well, i think it's it's more um unlike rick and morty like we have the family in rick and morty but like this is it being a sitcom like it's grounded in the family like we yeah, can only we, go we hold so to far. it more and we also hold to the abc structure a little bit more i think yeah. um which definitely with the kids like we have like Whatever Terry and Corvo are doing, yeah. and then you the get, kids. You get a, half of the episodes have a pupa C, C plot. Um, but, uh, I think the show's funny. Um, I think, uh, you'll, there's, there's a lot here. Um, I think it has one of my favorite TV episodes of the year, episode six. It has an, in, an, an incredible escalating gag, which you have to see to believe. Like, I would watch it just it's for so that. Good. Just this, for this, this gag that, that This episode, building. also, me and my fiancé keep referencing the joke in episode six to each other. It's the only thing she thought was legitimately funny. Okay, well, there, we'll see what joke that is. But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so... Um, I think it, it has a, like, a thing that really stands out in terms of this, this thing it clings on to. The characters, um, I think there's enough interesting things. I don't know how much they, they really get there, but there's also a lot, a lot, uh, set up there for future episodes. And, um, you know, this is eight episodes. It's a first season. I think most shows struggle with this period. I think this, yeah. this show gets there a lot quicker than a lot others do. And I also think, like, right away, episode one, very solid. Um, it uh it just immediately digs into well episode two has like so much in it two yeah two uh looking looking you watch the show you look back it's like that really all that happened these i mean it's not consequential but it's it's like a lot of stuff in their episodes yeah no when you binge it's like it's kind of hard to like track because i watched i did watch them in four episode chunks and if you like meta jokes, the show has an interesting relationship with Hulu and mentioning Hulu a lot. So there, there's, I will there's say, I do love me for, some meta jokes. Yeah, there, there's a lot, a, a fair amount of those. There's, I think there's a lot here. I'd certainly recommend checking it out. I know other people have been lower on it, um, but uh, and and I want, uh, but but we'll see. I, I think it's worth it's worth seeing if you watch it. And I want to dig into more specific things. So let's put up a um, let's put up a spoiler warning, um, and then we can get uh, into oh. wherever here. Uh, I just want to say, well, well, I mean, uh, still sort of spoiler free, but I will say something important for people who are thinking about watching the show. I feel like when you bring up Rick and Morty to people, they have the idea of the main character, Rick, being kind of very acerbic, very in your face. I'm smarter than you. Right, right. And and I I think an important thing to point out with Solar Opposites, it's definitely a much nicer show. Like Like, Corvo uh, is not Rick. Right. And, and, and like that there's more effort made in, in themselves getting better as opposed to like Rick and Moy, which is like, we're just going to stay this way forever and nothing's going to, nothing's going to change. Like this one actually like 
it it the it's very basic story. I mean, most shows that we watch now are p- person starts meh and slowly they get better over the course of the right. show. Rick and Morty is one that refuse that often refuses to do that. Solar Opposites is more in the line of like yeah, like they, they're they're like finding their bearing. There be uh, there's efforts being made to make them better people. So like I, I would just say like if you're if you're anti Rick and Morty because of of that of that sort of stigma, Solar Opposites at least in in that sense is not attached to Rick and Morty. It's definitely tr- tr- at times it's a, it can even be wholesome, which is something that like Rick and Morty right. rarely Well, that's the thing. These characters are likable, which I think is what like is a very distinct. Like all four of them are distinctly likable, as opposed to like like. But there's no Jerry. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think I think Corvo is still an asshole, but oh, uh, absolutely. <laughs> but like, like, it's it's really not on the. You're right. It's like not on the same some, realm as Rick here. Well, like, which as we'll get more into, like, Corvo actually has some like. There are some sweet Corvo and Terry moments, and like Corvo gets just as excited about dumb shit like Terry does. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, that's I think the there's. I, I think I, Corvo really being... sounds like Rick too, like the same. And so I think it yes. takes a little bit for to get the separation in your head, but I think they probably get there this season. Um, like, there's also the angle that he's not as competent. Like, he actually makes mistakes, and he actually admits when he's doing things wrong, which are important, like very basic things, but they're important to to the uh, to how you perceive certain characters. <laughs> so the, like, fa- the fact that he has that is uh, is a big deal in terms of like getting getting attached to them a bit more quicker. And like Rick, like he'll just do whatever he wants. Corvo actually makes an effort. To trick people into doing what he wants, but in a nice way. Um, yeah, it's inter- it's interesting. Okay, well, so I'm let's only put a- referring to Taco Tuesday. Um, <laughs> Taco Tuesday. Okay, <laughs> we'll talk about Taco okay, Tuesday. Okay, Taco That's Tuesday is a spoiler, so let, let's begin. Yeah, so well, I mean, kind of, <laughs> kind of, yeah. Okay, and la- I guess last thing if we're giving caveats is like there's a lot of gore in the show. Um, so if that's lots a, of that's gore, a it was. I think that might be the biggest. That was the biggest shock to me. I think Rick, Rick and Morty has this. This show starts off with a lot of it. So Trey, that was a warning thing, for that. Like, um, yeah, because yeah, okay. like Rick and Morty, like I'm like, I'm like, I'm prepared for like some gore, but like this was like, oh my God. Yeah, it, it comes in hot. Uh, let's let's put up the spoiler warning. So yeah, watch all eight episodes of Solar Opposites come back here. Um, getting into spoilers starting now. So I think we can continue the conversation of how this compares to Rick and Morty. We talked about Corvo compared to Rick. That's a natural comparison. They have basically the same voice. Um, and then they start to distinguish. It's like not clear at first, but I do think you like they they have a different personality the whole time and a different like characterization. But it, it just takes you a while to like separate the schemas in your head. I feel like of the two characters. But Corvo's like a scientist. Like I mean, Rick, you know, Rick is stupid. He's like this. Um, uh, I, I don't know, like this this normal government scientist. I guess. Yeah. I, yeah. Like he's not like portrayed as this god specifically. Although the whole them. Overall, all, all the aliens kind of get the god treatment relative to humans. Yeah. Um, I think more so the, the, the replicants, I feel like it, it comes across with the well stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, but, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So compared to Rick and Morty, I mean, I think for, for the most part, it's, it's decently similar. I do think, like, like I said, the, you, like Alex and I were talking about the credit text, the end credits and the text. Itself. I mean, I'm waiting for the crossover we're getting. Yeah, well, we had the Simpsons crossover in the last episode. <laughs> that was so dumb. <laughs> I guess we're, we're Fox. We can do that. Uh, mm-hmm. It's all is, yeah. There's a different company than Rick and Morty. Um, but uh, yeah. I, so Delaney, were you were you coming in expecting like just Rick and Morty, but a new show? 
And were you surprised that it was more different or less different? I don't like I I really was expecting just like Alien Rick and Morty, which I was interested by the concept. Um, I was pleasantly surprised that it's a sitcom, like more sitcom. And again, it took a little bit to settle in because the thing is, the first couple episodes, you're like, what, what's going on? Like, what, what are we doing? So I, I am, I am like I, I'm, I didn't want it to be Rick and Morty because it's one of those things like we talked about with Rick and Morty, you know, they have a hundred episodes. Oh my God. But now it's like, good. I don't want, you know, lightning doesn't strike twice. Like, let's not try, let's not like ride this concept out to like absurdity. This, I think it, it's something, it is something different. It's just hard because it looks the same. And like does look similar. Yeah. It looks extremely granted. It, there is definitely there. I'll say there's a little bit more um, complexity to the animation in uh, solar opposites. And, you know, this is, they're definitely trying to make that connection, but this is like its own show. You know, they, they probably exist in the same universe theoretically, but like, this is, I like it. Like, I think it's nice. Like, it's something different. And I think, it's an interesting concept. Like we have like the odd couple sitcom with aliens, but then it's also like gory and like weird. Yeah. Yeah. Alex, how, how did, was this relative to your Rick and Morty expectations for the show? Well, uh, I, I knew it was a, it was a sitcom going in, but uh, again, like I was, I'm thinking back to when Rick and Morty has delved into that with the the cable episodes and they do their improv of fake TV shows. And so because you kind of already know the sense of humor that were displayed in those episodes, you can, it, it, it translates a lot quicker to, to hear. And that's where your mind is stuck with for the first couple of episodes. Like, yeah, these are like, you know, like bringing a TV character to life. And it's like, Oh yeah. Like right. that's that serial sketch with the eye hole guy. Like it's kind of, you yeah, I husband. Yeah, but like you're beginning to make these like connections near your brain. Like I've seen this before, but uh, so like you kind of it takes a bit to disconnect that and like get just let yourself enjoy the show that you're watching. Which uh, I'm sure people who are like really big solar opposites heads right now are like annoyed that we're doing this much comparison to Rick right, and Morty. Like, like, oh, like, this, this is the day after it came out. Who's a big solar opposite head? Oh, you, you, there, there's heads for every show, Dylan. He's like. Not <laughs> I mean, um, look, it is reductive to compare a show like so much to another show, but like this is, you know, it's by the same people. It looks the same. It has a lot of the same crew. You know, I think the I think, character sounds the same. Yeah. So I think it's fair. Right, right. So, but, but I, I, again, I, I reiterate, I think that like, but for, at least for me, it took until episode three and uh, like that episode was like, okay, like we're, 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 we're being funny with that independently. And like, these are, uh, it's a well, well thought out joke spread o- across the episode and it's doing well. So I, uh, there is where I began to be like, okay, yeah, th- this is a show I can get into. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think three is, is, you know, maybe like the third or fourth best episode and it's early on. So that's really good. Um, like that's like a big, uh, oh, this show is good. Like kind of point, I feel like, um, the, uh, the, I think, I think there's like, I think the show is what it is from the beginning, 
The problem is that it's just hard. Like for me, it's just like it's hard to wrap your head around that this is a separate show. Yeah, Um, I'll say actually I rewatched the first two episodes today. I I, I watched this all uh, when when it came out on on Friday and uh, last night. But I I rewatched the first two episodes this morning and I was like, yeah, these are pretty funny episodes, which is a bit uh, my second watch is a little bit of a different reaction to the first time where I'm still processing. But now that I know what the show is, I can go back to those two episodes and like just just appreciate them for, for what they are yeah, I think it's hard not two. to have expectations and like it's different than if we were like oh this is a new show like no we're like oh it's rick and morty yeah yeah i think i think once um once you've seen it all and the schema has been established in your head or whatever i think uh the separate ones i think you can probably yeah th- that's interesting rewatching the first few episodes i will say i really enjoy episode two I mean, two is, I'm looking at the stuff I wrote down for two. There's a lot there, you know. I mean, one dives right into it with Fun Bucket, and it's like, okay. Uh, But the two, uh, I don't know, just murdering a bunch of people. So one of the things I had the hardest, this is early for this type of discussion, but I feel like the, the, the gore and violence was really leaned into in the early episodes and not, that's not my, uh, favorite. So I think it took me a little bit to get past that, but I think the show leans off of it. Like six, I feel like is the only one later. And that six is like clearly handles it much better in a joking way. I feel like, um, but, uh, I feel like they're, it almost felt like a crutch for the show early on that they got past pretty quickly. Like, uh, I feel like for with Rick and Morty, it's like, oh, we have a fight scene. We're going to do a bunch of smart robot stuff and, uh, and, uh, kill a bunch of people. And, you know, I feel like the show's at its best when it's not doing something like that. Um, so that, that's, that's kind of how I thought. I well, feel I like think, the show had to settle into, to that. Yeah. Sort of thing. Cause yeah, they're using it for shock. And like, also like, again, I'm also not a big fan of the gore. I like, I can appreciate it to a point, like when people like, you do. He does all this crazy stuff just to get the guy's legs so he can get some candy. That's great. That's that's great. Pupa, <laughs> yeah. Pupa, we could talk about pupa. Like uh, I love pupa. the restraint. I feel like it, until the last few minutes of the show <laughs> of the season, the restraint with the pupa. I feel like was high. Like uh, yes, <laughs> that plot in episode two. Yeah, with the it's like oh, what's he doing? He's and then the joke is like oh. What's Pupa up to this uh, this whole time? How did he how did he get his hands on that? And then they just take painstaking lengths to explain this like really smart because he's like an evolved alien. The smart yeah. things they go through just to get a dumb thing like that's a good it's joke. So good. It's that's the joke over and over with Pupa. But like uh, yeah, like later when he like takes the old lady like yeah through like the acid trip and he's like there is a cabinet with with, with batteries and <laughs> a Harry Potter whistle <laughs> and like that is so funny like that is like so good. But then, like, there's other stuff. Like, I didn't really like what they did with the girl in the first episode. Like, yeah, that's it's pretty shocking seeing her head cut open and stuff. But, but it's the first part of the epic journey of the wall. So, you know, (laughs) shrinking down people, putting they put her in the thing, right? No, they put they 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 make give her they better put her back to life. They put her back in the world. They put the janitor who figured it out. Okay, there you go. Um, okay, I want to talk about the wall. Like, I don't know. I really feel like this is the thing. Cause here's a big difference from Rick and Morty. This show is more serialized early on. Already, yes, this show is more serialized. This wall gag is pure serialization. And it's incredible. It plays out over the course of the season. But also the other element of serialization in the show is you start to learn more about what happened on their home world, the short planet. That's the thing that is really like, I think for me, that's the big draw to the show is this alien. Like, the alien backstory. Like, I really liked the final episode, and I liked anything where we were talking about Schlorp. Like, I want to know, like, 
the replicants deal. Like when we find like when I was like, why? Like they're the replicants. And at first it was like, are they their children? Are they clones? Like, how does this like that's what I was about. Like they 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 mm. subtly seed some sci-fi stuff. I agree. The replicants yes. is a great one. I because I'm like, here's the replicants. They're their clones, and they grew their plants that grow, or are they or the everyone is starts as replicants and they grow into normal people, and they're right. just a plant alien species. I'm still a little bit unclear, but they are the, at some point I'm like, oh, they look exactly like them. They're clones, right? I don't know. Um, but uh, that that's there's there's stuff like that kind of like seeded throughout, and yeah, this like, Rick and Morty has a plot and has sci-fi, but it's just random. It's like like right. some of the stuff comes together, and some parts of the show try to make it come together more than like, others. But this show like has it, like, a it has a backstory that it knows what's right. happening, and it's slowly revealing it. Because like the, the the comparison would be like the Citadel of Ricks, and like there's a Rick and Morty in every dimension and all that stuff. But like this is like. I'm not going to say this is more interesting, but this is more the core of the show. I think I think so, and it, like it's the intro. You know, the intro is like right. uh, here's the backstory. That and at first I it's was like, like this and it's is like just... Superman. Like it's really funny because it's like the Supergirl Supergirl intro. Uh, it's 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 a jarring intro, and it um, is because like that's the other thing too. That I didn't realize different. it was the intro in the first episode. Oh no, it's just it's like <laughs> this is a backstory sequence, and then it repeats. Um, and the, it's, it slightly differs every episode at the end when I do enjoy that when just uh, just, I, just I, an improving yeah. about uh, something annoying really about humanity. Okay, yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. It's for, like there. Oh, there's one he says at the end that's like really stupid. Oh, he's like, <laughs> why did y'all invent like? Why didn't y'all just have one language? And at first you're like, what are you talking about? And he's like, oh, so I don't get laughed at when I try to order cheese tube. <laughs> <laughs> so much. I enjoyed the one where it was like, you all say you love old people, but I fuck old people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, what? I don't know if I caught that. I'm actually going to watch that. Okay. <laughs> I think it was like episode four. It took, me, it took me like halfway through the season to realize they were different, honestly. Um, wow. And like Mabel's sweaters in Gravity Falls, Terry is wearing Terry some has a different stupid stupid shirt. Yeah, and it's amazing. I feel like that's a very Delaney joke. The um, it is. Oh, I know. The second episode, I was like, "Oh my god, is he gonna wear a new shirt every episode?" Uh, they're also can, like basic, like which is yeah, Terry, right? They like, say yeah. like stupid shit on them, yeah. and they're like extremely like. But it's so funny because you know someone with that T-shirt. Like it's yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, just briefly going back to the serialization. Yeah, we're getting conversation. I, I I just want to say like the the sci-fi stuff. I'll be honest, I was not that uh, attached to. Like, there's not enough of it there for me to like, feel, feel attracted to. But the, uh, but the wall, I will agree. I, I think that that has more of the Tales from the Citadel vibe because like you're you're uh, detaching yourself from the main story to go into like this like totally different society and you're seeing the inner bowels and it's a lot and it, they're doing they're telling more emotional stories than you would with the with the funny duo alien duos. Like they're just like dude. It feels like its own different show, and I'm I'm fine with it. But I also like feel weird. Like why does this make me feel more things in this uh, in this sitcom show? that's for laughs. Like it, it's it's definitely a, t- a tonal a tonal yes. shift. Yes. Episode episode seven specifically, and like I in, I enjoy it a lot. I think that mo- you said episode six was your favorite. I think that episode seven is the one that the g- general public will see as the favorite, just because it's so different and it's going for a different thing the rest of the show and like i enjoyed it but at the same time like part of me is like well but like 
that that should be like it's a whole other show like that has almost nothing to do <laughs> with the rest of the rest of the tone of this show yeah yeah so like it, totally that, that, that's kind of the weird thing right totally fair and i that's part of the appeal like it's it's like uh, <laughs> i like i it, maybe it's not it, like for some people it'll work better but it's like yeah this is so weird that it's like this show just becomes this for an entire episode and significant amounts of the plot i agree seven is like the the shocking standout in terms of like the, the one that pops and i think six and seven both are, are yeah. by far the best episodes of the show you know three is also good eight's also good um and I, we could go through the other ones but uh like uh just just the the way it like okay we're gonna see we episode two we do a small bit inside the wall oh haha it's like oh that was actually pretty engaging okay three we go back to it and we do it a little more like oh this is this is really good the the like the recognition of the show that this like it's the kind of the standout bit of early episodes to then escalate it into its entire episode i think is is incredible like usually shows don't have the awareness of what's working to that extent the way and like like I like before episode seven, I felt like I was really enjoying the wall stuff. Like it's not like they forced oh, yeah. it. it felt really, it felt like it built built really well. Mm-hmm. And like what I this, I think what made me really love it was this is so dumb, but like I don't think it's episode. It might be episode seven. Like because the name of the episode is like Terry and Corvo catch a bear. Yes, and like in the background, and you see them the, wall, <laughs> the bear in the background. You see them getting prepared. Like they have like honey. And, like, that's really what sold me. Like, I was enjoying it before. Because, again, it, granted, it's also, like, it's engaging because it's so stupid. But then it's also, you've seen the storyline a thousand times. So, like, like it's just Mad Max. But they just happen to be in these tiny little, conti- like, so, like, it's int- it gets interesting. But then it's, like, but you can also space out just enough to really appreciate what's going on in the background. <laughs> because you can always see them doing something stupid, like, yeah, and so right. I think that's for me what that's like. You have this tiny universe, and it, it's like they took in, they took a what the battery, and they like just mm, they're yeah. like, what if you could watch the battery the whole time? So that's really what like and like the dumb stuff like oh my god, in episode seven when they kill the mouse, and like me and my fiance are like really freaking mad, <laughs> yeah. and then and then and then freaking Jesse's like oh it's getting weird in here when's the last time you cleaned the wall and she just like, scoops hey, it out with the dead mouse awesome. the last episode yeah oh my god that's like, so and the, yeah just not referencing it with the, except for like uh, yeah like that that yeah one. oh my god like I think that's for me it's like the I don't know like when you can see them doing in the background like it's amazing like that's really good. Yeah. Just spending like, and it's it, all it is in episode seven. It's, it's just kind of like a parody of all these types of movies. Yeah. And it, but it like, it plays it completely straight. Uh, I love yeah. that. Like, it's just the, the humor comes from the nonsense, like, uh, that they're the, 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 the like objects they're interacting with and the fact that right. they're tiny and there's stuff in the background. And just also just like the fact that it's, it's like, really, we're doing this. Like, uh, this is like the culmination in some ways of the season is the wall gag in episode seven. And they like to, to change the credits and make it serious and stuff. Um, and then they have, and then there's like the guy who who's like has diabetes and they're only fed candy. Yes. And it, they just, they like it, but it's played, it's played seriously in the plot. Um, this is, I really feel like this is like solar opposites thing. Like this is the thing yeah. I'm going to remember about the show is the wall. Like, yeah. and, and in some ways, right. That, that's weird. Cause it's nothing to do with the rest of the show. That's so, that's so like fucking weird. But, but this is like that just separates it from Rick and Morty. Like Rick and Morty, Delaney's right, did have like the universe inside a car battery, but it's not going to do that as like it's not going to play it straight. That's the thing. And it's like, not going to like seed it throughout several episodes. Right. That's the thing. Like I think that's what I appreciate about this is like the sci-fi. Like 
you know, we're going to play it up for like, you know, take it to absurdity, but like over the course of a season and like play around it. Yeah. I feel like they've culminated the wall now. Like, I feel like seven right. is like that. Like so the wall's over. can they come back to the wall? And like, what is the show without the wall? Like, I don't even know. Like, is there <laughs> like season, season two doesn't have the wall. Like, what do we, I know we're doing the normal show, but like, is it going to work? Like, it's like, a, is, well, is the they show do. And like, Yummy like, like just literally shrinks, like whoever the hell he wants. Yeah. So Jesse could, was like, do it again, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Now they only like, after he shrinks, uh, uh, he said Sherry. it's the last one, right? Or something, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, okay, after you do this. Yamulek has character growth, too, so. He does. Oh, my God. I can't. He does and he doesn't. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. The pretend deck was, like, a mess. Like, that messed me up. The whole episode. Like, that just messed, messed you up? Me. Yeah. It messed me up. Like, it was a really good episode, but, like, oh, my God. It just went, like, off the rails at the end. Um, yeah, I think it, it goes off the rails. I think it's kind of a neat resolution that it was all the simulation. Yeah, um, no, that was, I really enjoyed it. Like, I thought that was. You think Yomulak's dead? And I'm like, are they really killed? They could kill Yomulak. Yeah, Why not? I you messed know? up. <laughs> I was like, oh it. my God, they killed Yomulak. And then, but then when they're like, this is too many things to happen at once. Like. <laughs> it feels contrived as a finale. Yeah. Like, for me, good. that was, yeah, for me, that's what I will say. Like, I think it. It took me watching this the episodes as a whole to like appreciate and to to be like I could watch more of this. Like I think you know they really settled in, and then like episode eight, and then the stuff with the wall is really what cemented like okay, this is gonna have like crazy wacko bullshit, but then it's also gonna be a sitcom, and you like the characters, so like I'm about it. Yeah, and then and then there's also this like slow sci-fi stuff reveal that that's kind yeah. of and that's just really appealing to me. All those aspects combined together, and like, yeah, I don't think they should go back to the wall because I think that that would feel like treading treading upon the same ground that season one was on. And it's over. Like Tim took over, and it, it's it, Tim took over and a, a heel turn and killed Sherry. Yeah. Oh my God, what a shocking moment. Um, it's uh, c- cable dramas could never what the show did I'm in episode sure. seven. Uh, the, the, the but I like I think they need to find a new wall. That's what I'm thinking of. It. Like I think they yeah. need. I think they should keep doing this type of thing, but you can't do it the same way. Just generally some like stupid like separate shit that you're gonna like right. build or do something with. Like like find whatever the new wall is. I feel like that's how Solar Opposites maybe continues to con- succeed in this regard. Yeah, um, it's just hard to imagine like. Because, like, I mean, granted, this this would, I guess this is what we would call the mid-season finale. Or are we going to go straight into a season two kind of deal? Unsure. Yeah, I think they're billing it as a season two, but it's a, you know, an unclear. Um, and and the, 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 the finale is like, oh, uh, it's, this is contrived for too much happening. But then it's an anticlimax because nothing happens. So, uh, right. <laughs> the, except the may, maybe maybe the poopa is going off. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I oh think that's, I'm sorry. That's supposed to be a cliffhanger-ish. Yeah. The pupa is like the best. Yeah. It's yeah so, so the, pu- the, the okay, we're going circling back to the pupa first. Like the so I think the pupa in a lot of ways is just the same concept as a mooncake from Final Space, which is like yeah. this cute thing that can destroy a world. Um, it's a good concept. I really like that with mooncake. But with the pupa, it's like we're going to do this to like terraform Earth, um, and it's like the, it's their device that's going to go off. 
Um, and you know, you need the mascot for this type of show. Yes. Um, and I, the pupa is, it's like kind of cute, but also like weird looking. I think it's, it, it, it works. Um, yes. and, uh, I think, like I said, I think they're pretty restrained with the pupa. And so I think, I think now, I think probably now's the right time to have the pupa go off or do something with the pupa significantly. Well, that's the other thing that's interesting too, is they're like, yeah, when it goes off, we're all going to die. Yeah. They're <laughs> them included. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that would be interesting to see if that if that started happening. And then what, what's with the pupa credits in the last episode? What's with the? Day I the loved dancing? it. It was so. <laughs> you would like. Oh you my would god. Like that. Yeah. It's it, it's like every animated movie from like 2005 to 2015, where like at the end the credits would just have the it, like Mad- the Madagascar movies had this, where like the characters would just be dancing <laughs> yes. during the credits. So like I like to move it, move it. Like that, that's basically what this is. <laughs> I think I think thing you like I think Solar Opposites is simultaneously like nothing and more substantial than Rick and Morty. It's like like nothing is sacred in the show. Like uh, they they don't care about really. I feel like anything that's happening. Um, yeah. But also it feels like the, the it feels like there's more plot and serialization there, and I kind of love that it's both of those things. So I I, I feel like there's a lot of room here. Um, but uh, yeah. So the, I don't know any other wall comments. I feel like the you know this is the 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 the, the milk the mouse milk stuff in the yeah. That's like the best. Also like um I thought he was just gonna die and I was like don't kill Molly. Yeah, they that <sighs> savagely did. It's that was messed it up. And we have to <laughs> we have to see it die. We see it drown. Yeah. Drown. It's messed up. Yeah. Uh, the, the, um, the, the duke and the hole and it's like oh he had it the whole time he knew this he could escape yeah the wall is basically what it would be if we actually got our wish and had the evil morty arc in rick and morty that, that's if the show of... just became really serious and yeah well like if we actually checked in with evil morty more often than once yeah. than twice in three seasons like it would end up being equivalent to it's the like wall. it's like if evil morty did not interact with our Rick and Morty and had a whole dramatic plot line though. Like it's like, it's something separate, you know? Well, Tales from the Citadel, right? Because that's like totally detached from our characters. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it is kind of like Tales of the Citadel, but several, yeah, but I think that that's the good comparison to the episode and then seeded throughout the season. Um, yeah, just just love the wall stuff. Uh, oh, we need to talk about the religion. That's the best. The religion of <laughs> the Jesse religion. That's good. Yeah. And then and then like they're treating it like civilization because Jesse's like things have been getting really weird since they invented religion. Right. Like, <laughs> Jesse like kind of understands what what's happening but doesn't care ultimately. It's so oh my god, it's so good. And then they have like the giant like gummy statue of of Jesse. Yeah, Je- oh Jesse like is 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 presenting as nice and in some ways is nice, but is also uh, very not caring about. Correct. So, (laughs) but she she doesn't want him to put people in the wall, but she, she theoretically could free them all, but she she doesn't. Yeah. So (laughs) she's really just as bad as the others, but she's just more sympathetic kind of. And she like thinks she's better. Like it's, it's almost like (laughs) uh, superficially she's uh, like when she murders her brother and turns into, okay. When they turn GameCube cartridges, like Game Boy cartridges, that was so much fun. (laughs) And then later, when they're like, "Do you have the thing that turns into <laughs> Game Boy cartridges?" Yeah, that's good too. I lost my shit. I was like, this is great. 
Um, I'll say with the wall, uh, Alfred Molina gives a really good performance as the Duke. Um, he's, uh, again, a good menacing mob boss. But I'll also say um, an issue with the overall show and focused uh, on the wall, like we have so many references to other movies and TV shows. Like, yeah, it's a Duke film, Escape from New York. Okay. And just like you have to expect people to know that. Uh, there's like Terminator and Predator jokes. There's uh, them being in a Seinfeld room and some person who's supposed to be like Kramer comes in through the door. So like um, it, it, it can be funny referencing other things, but I do feel that this show gets, it, uh, it becomes white noise at some point where like you're doing, you're just saying movie titles and hoping that well, gets laughs because it's like it. it. It's also dated. So yeah. I, yeah. Like the I, references are dated. Um, it's not a lot. Yeah, I feel like there's not a lot of current stuff. Well, there, there's that in episode two. There's like the neo Nazis, like, and and uh, but she just blurts like, "This is like green room," like as if like you know, like that. That but, yeah, I think I think there's a lot of that early on. I think you know yeah. six has that, but I think it, it becomes um. Uh, what's his Terry's characterization? Like, I feel like Terry is the the person, the guy that just watches movies and stuff and talks about. It. Like, I think that's pretty successful that it like starts to narrow a little bit to just being a part of this character. Um, and then it's like applied specifically in episode six. So um, I, I, I could agree with that. I don't think it matters. Like, I don't think it's like. I think for me, because they weren't like they were literally. They, I do agree that it was white noise. I literally like didn't even remember half of the references because I either only vaguely understood the reference or I didn't care. Like, I love the Harry Potter whistle. That is so funny. Like, I don't know what's funnier to me, the fact that it was a Harry Potter whistle or if it was because he actually was playing it at the end. Like, it's so funny. Like, It doesn't doesn't matter that it's there. Well, my thing was like, Harry Potter whistle. What does that even mean? Like, I don't. I had like, I was like, it's, what the hell? Stupid. Right. It's like, stupid. you're you're getting the laugh just because it's something mundane associated with a movie. And like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm sure that works for for some people, but I think well, that this show does it so we much. Saw the whistle. Well, yeah, yeah. That's good. Do we did we like the Simpsons team up? That uh, no. <laughs> well, just because they could. Just because it. Just because yeah. it could. Um, I, I thought it was like quick, so I thought it was. Uh, it was good. very quick, though. Yeah. It was really funny when, like, he's like, "I made the mom robot, and she's ten percent March because yeah. her hair's." Blue. I thought that was probably a better <laughs> Simpsons reference. Was that was a brilliant March because she has blue hair. Yeah, yeah, I uh, enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's good. they also had the music. Oh, and then, okay, and then also. The Dave and Buster's hilarious. Oh, okay, that that was good. That was, okay, <laughs> okay. Well, I don't. That's not like a reference to a show. Let's talk about episode six. I've I've uh, I've restrained myself long enough. The that fucking man <laughs> gave. You know that that. Do we have to get to gender politics this quickly. It was not really quickly. We, we typically we get there much <laughs> earlier, Alex, in this podcast. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, we do. We do always talk about that. <laughs> Look, I just want to talk about that fucking so man cave. You know. Man cave. I, I just want to talk about the man cave forever now. Just uh, always it's talk. So about funny. And then, I'm sorry when they had the sign. I like lost it. <laughs> big, big old bix. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, yes. That sign was amazing. Six. I, like, okay, here's how I describe uh, the solar opposites. There's a lot of parts that are good, and but they haven't came together super well yet. Um, early on, and then if randomly six is just like an incredible show. And, and then they're just like, let's go. Eight, eight is like not, you know, it goes back a little bit, but um, it's clearly the show is capable. Like, I, I feel like six is amazing start to finish. Like I rewatch, it's just so funny. 
Um, I feel like it took me a few episodes to start really laughing too much at, at uh, Solar Opposites, but it all comes together for me in six. I mean, this is absolutely my type of humor, so it, it's I'm biased. I mean, episode six is like one that like it just so she has to break a glass ceiling. Hilarious. Yes. And then like I. The fact that they all come together at the end, and then even Yemulak's like, what the hell are y'all, why have y'all been doing this? coming in at the end was hilarious, um, you, but there's, like, substance to it, because it's, you learn that the, they chose their gender, the, the replicants, yeah. um, and then, that, and then there's, like, commentary on, uh, her being genderless in, the, right. her, and she has to, like, uh, teach the, the Patricia robot not to define herself in relation to men. So it's also like substantial, but also ridiculous. And also as the gender. And she's like, like I'm going to kill everyone. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this, it, it being at Dave and Duster's is great. Um, I and appreciated like, and that. Like, like, and then when she's blowing up, the man caves, amazing. That, yeah. So first she, she's, first of all, she starts blowing up all the man caves set to Katy Perry's roar. Which um, is incredible. That is incredible. like, the best. It was. Like, I was dying at that scene. And that's the first so time I've heard good. that song in like five years. Yeah, <laughs> that's so Very reminiscent of the interview's use of Katy Perry's fireworks. That's immediately oh. what I thought of. Um, and uh, then she goes to, and she's actually even more gory, just killing all the men in Dave and Buster's. Yes. Um, and it's. I feel like that's hilarious too. Dave, Dave, in my experience, Dave and Buster's is generally filled with kids and not just all. <laughs> so. <laughs> As we all speak, have we we as since we have all been to Dave and Buster's oh, yeah. together? There's just a lot of like teenagers and children there, but yeah. there's a there are some like adult men, but, like there. I feel there it resonated enough to that extent. But to yeah, be it's fair, like, we went to a Dave and Buster's in a mall. Yeah, maybe it's different in a different place. Um, also, but, it was in a basement. It had arcade games. It was kind of dark. It looked the, I don't know. It looked the same. It looked the same. Uh, the Dave and Buster's of the show. I was like, this looks like my Dave and Buster's. I mean, that's because all Dave and Buster's. They also all look the same. Yeah, yeah right. They, they all just look the same. What's the biggest man cave? Oh, it's Dave. That Buster. was so funny. So I, did, I lost my shit. That was I think the actual biggest man cave would be a casino, but Dave and Buster's is is like second. Dave and yeah, Buster's. They could have gone to a casino. I feel like this. I guess it's funnier because it's at a Dave and the teacher is working there. Like the whole episode yeah. is just really well written and ties together well. Well, so, I, I, I think I really it's so- like like and how she kept killing them with like things in Dave and Buster's. Like when she knocked the wheel off and like killed yeah. them off the ride. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I think it's just as simple as they, like, chose something specific to make fun of as opposed to, like, uh, previous to that, it's generally, like, just doing dumb things and trying to fix it. But, like, here, like, we're, like, at least making some kind of commentary, as silly as it is, but... uh, Targeting David Buster's commentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, (laughs) there's there's something there. Uh, let's. What are other parts of six? Uh, the uh, oh, the, so Cor- okay, Corvo and Terry making their own man cave. And They're it's just, so it's just gay. it's just so gay. Their man cave is so good. Oh my god! Well, one thing we haven't talked about with this show is that yeah, we'll uh, get to, we'll get to this. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Well, like, it can it connects with the rest of the show, right? That like we're a, a bit looser with uh, especially um, uh, Jesse's uh, sexuality kind of like goes goes back and forth throughout the season, and like it's it's tr- treated very very uh, trivially and like not not given much a 
much attention, but like that's in, in itself a good thing. That, we'll you know, get to, just, I want to talk about Corvo and Terry, and if there's a couple, we'll talk about that. Oh my god! Um, oh, but they, they're they just set up the oh, yeah. man cave yeah, in this yeah. episode. Um, oh, you meant Terry? Yeah, T- yeah, Terry. Uh, very. very um, well, we haven't talked about Terry's character that much, but you know, very like effeminately presented. Um, he's voiced by Thomas Middleditch. I think he's like really, really good at this role. Um, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> Terry just feels like a real person at the at some point. Yes. Um, it's, it's very interesting. Uh, I feel like I, feel, I guess Corvo's funnier. Um, in, in terms of the the jokes. Also, I feel like um, this show is another great display of Justin Roiland's like comedic timing as a voice actor. Yes. It's just uh, the, in the intro for some reason he's like, and we we had to go into the, the space. Um, yeah, that's so <laughs> that's the best part of the intro. Like, for, there's no reason why. Okay, um, but back to episode six, and uh, yeah, yeah, we have the whole thing of Jesse. She's trying to find a glass ceiling to break, and it's okay. Good, you know, everything. Also, also, that entire sequence is hilarious. Which which sequence? Like when Jesse's like, she goes to the football team, and they're yeah. like, "Oh no, we just we we got a dog." And then like, they're like you, and then they're like, "You can be the quarterback," and the quarterback's like, "Yeah." And then they go to the lacrosse team, and they're yeah. like, "The football players." Delaney, with the best, the gamers though, that was probably your favorite part though. That, that was, was like, my favorite part. That the was the esports team was all girls already. Yeah, and they're like, he was like, "Am I the only guy?" <laughs> <laughs> I was using, yeah, been using some very coded language. Yeah, um, so that's good. good. Uh, yeah, then uh, yeah, the the Patricia robot and uh, Corvo likes is liking being emasculated by her. Um, <laughs> so good. <laughs> that was quite a detail. We dig, we dig into I it a lot. It. Uh, we do, and then like the, the part in the kitchen where he's just like more. Yeah. She has the speakers and she's playing like the laugh track and stuff. And, that's uh, the laugh track got me. That she's was mo- really she's good. momming uh, Terry. Uh, that's good too. Um, uh, I always like, enjoy when like... cookies come out of her boobs. Yeah, oh, the yeah, cookies in the boobs. A lot of a lot of stuff coming out of the robot boobs. There's a lot of rockets we, coming out and got, fights and stuff. Say, what I got, what I wanted, which was rocket boobs. Which <laughs> rocket was like boobs, the- yeah. <laughs> When you have a when you have a female robot, she has to have rockets shoot out of her tits. It's important. Like it's it's, it's important, yeah. This uh, and it's just the, the, the I feel like this episode's the best anime. I mean, maybe seven, but just the the, the fight scene uh, gag stuff in episode six and um and uh, yeah, she said Jesse. Yeah, she said she's a genderless alien plant. At when she's uh, sticking up to Patricia, oh, and then at then they bury Patricia. With the male dick robot in the backyard in a shipping yep. container. Um, the fact uh, that the fact that Cormac said "cuck," I was like, "Did you say cuck?" I didn't yeah, at the at the ready. end they stick that like real weak guy in there, and he called oh, it, oh he's the cuck, cuck robot. Yeah. Okay, okay, I'm, I misheard. Yeah, that. when he was, she he was like, it's "Oh, I built you a cuck robot." And I was like, "Did you just say that?" Did some other, <laughs> like, I feel like another Rick and Morty say "cuck" at some point. I feel like some. Yeah, no, it's just. I just wasn't prepared. <laughs> like, just, this reminiscent of the one Black Mirror episode where they spoilers they put the robot in the attic at at the end. Yeah. That's what that reminds uh. me. Of. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know what this was. If this is a reference to something, but it was. Uh, and she's just like criticizing him as they're buried. And they're so. like, we can come out here and know that she's buried. <laughs> in the like, it's okay, stupid. And then Yummy Lax Baggies. I was like, I was saving koalas this whole time. It's yeah. adorable. <laughs> And he's um, video of him like chucking koalas yeah. back into the zoo, and then Corvo's like, "This zoo is big enough for hundreds of koalas." Yeah, that line read, "Yeah, there's, how does the zoo have the capacity to house hundreds of koalas?" <laughs> yeah, so 
funny. That was <laughs> Justin Rowe being so good at that, that one. Part, yeah. Yeah, that part really taught me. <laughs> that was, yeah, for whatever reason, that's just a really big laugh out loud line, I feel like. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm telling you, start to finish, I feel like episode six, like, uh, it's is, so it, good. Is, yeah, I'm, I rewatch it. I'm going to rewatch it again. I uh, just need to talk about those fucking man caves. Um, you know, <laughs> and then, like, oh, whatever, the boys, you know, you just, you just draw a fucking lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, you the boy, yeah, the boys can draw a lightsaber. Uh, instead because you need to learn that you have it easy early yeah yeah and there's a line too where um yeah you likes yeah i told you when i chose to be a boy that like you just explained things yes better. yeah and it, he's like uh and and once i I chose to be a boy then i then i explained to you that i was uh superior as a yeah oh my god that's so good. <laughs> that line's really good too yeah um, okay, we did a full recap of episode six. Uh, uh, briefly, uh, as the resident football fan here, I'm very. Oh yeah, the, the sports, color brown versus yeah, the Jets. Yeah, joke of oh, the, the flying Jets are taking on the color brown. We are fans of the color brown here. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> like you know, it's it's basic, but it, it works. And the, but yeah. the best part is them just sitting there, just like wait, I'm bored now. What, what is this? Yeah, like, <laughs> like as soon as they, they like are, are like over fandoms, like wait, I don't get it. They picked the right team with the color brown so they did it's like that true. That and, then, really and then there's the fish that was like suffering their replicated yes. fish okay there's a lot here um and the, the diggle yeah the, the eggplant uh diggle bix diggle yeah bix. it's so that good it's true. so good that part okay. was actually <laughs> it's okay 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 uh sequel podcast continuing just to talk about episode six when that's <laughs> my <laughs> I don't know. Like, is this my favorite TV episode of the year? Like, that's crazy, right? That's not true, right? But it I don't might know. be it your favorite like, comedic yeah. episode. Yeah, I think. Like, it, I, I think. I it, mean, yeah, it has it's hard to compare this to stupid. To Dylan. Like, it has stupid. It really, ears, really, yeah. Killer robot, and then on top of that, it's a feminist episode, but not, right. and it's so funny. Yeah, my type. Yeah, I'm biased. My type of humor, but like, there's. It even has where she makes her own club, and the male allies like shout her down. Yes, it's yes. so good. Yes. Um. Is it all, all good? Patricia Robot, really good. Uh, the whole way. Can I just say that better feminist jokes than the recent episode of Rick and Morty? Just throw that out there. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's reminiscent of the Bechdel test stuff. Uh, I think this is digging in more than the Bechdel, you know. Exactly. It's it's not trying to say something. It's 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 you're saying it is better than the 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 Rick and Morty yeah yeah that's what I'm saying it's yeah it's it's 20 22 minutes compared to yeah Rick and Morty when they try to touch on these things they like try to not take a side as much as possible whereas this is going the opposite way like take a side and just run all the way through with it like yeah it's yeah I agree also um I I believe episode was female written and directed um I feel like like just well done the whole way through it was so funny yeah okay what what else we talking about um okay let's Corvo and Terry uh so. You start this. <laughs> you start the show. I'm disappointed. This is the my dos- most disappointing part of Slapper. Because Pull the trigger, just make them gay. You start the show and you assume that they're gay because they're two dads and there's kids like you yeah. just assume. And then I feel like they go to painstaking lengths to to explain that they're not together. In yes, the show. but then they're like they go to bed together and you're like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Maybe they started because you see in episode eight they just met each other before for yeah. the mission. They were assigned together, but maybe now they're a couple. Yeah, maybe that's the twist. Maybe uh, they can fall in love. I'm fine with this. Because they mention like finding female partners in random lines throughout, and then it's like, ah, uh, but like, but really they're gay. Um, and, and then Terry, I mean, Terry makes comments like when he was like, oh, I'm going to go to Las Vegas and rescue a sex worker. And he was like, and he said something like she or him, like, 
Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, but, Terry makes jokes like being married to Ansel Elgort. It's like yes. that, 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 yeah. it's sprinkled, especially with Terry throughout the throughout the season. But yeah, like at the same time, it's like you wish. Like uh, I'm okay with it being sprinkled and used as jokes because, like the you know that the it treated like any other relationship. But at the same time, like actually make it happen, you know. <laughs> and, then, and when and when he goes through like when he's like sleeping up with everyone at college, there's like one guy. Oh, there yeah, is. Yeah. Okay, I missed I that. So. Um, I mean, yeah, there I was like literally like eight episode. women, and it was like one dude. Like I like Dumb Corvo. I, that that maybe oh was the God. least memorable episode for me. Dumb Corvo was really funny. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we well, write a, sc- a screenplay for. <laughs> oh, I, was, I don't remember that joke. Yeah. So Ted three. Ted three. Ted, Ted three. Okay. Yeah. The, the, pin- the pinnacle of smart people cinema. Oh Mark Wahlberg. No, and they were like, they were like, we're trusting you to be smart. And like. Yeah, he's like, yeah. And then he shoots him with the rope net. Like- yeah, Cor- yeah, I feel like uh, you make Corvo and Terry because I feel like that was like shocking in the beginning. Was that uh, that that, that it feel that it seems like they're a couple? <laughs> but just go through with it, you know. I, I think that I think that's the season. That's the way to go with season two. Um, we uh, I want to mention that a lot of I've seen a lot of like tweets and stuff that in episode two, I think they have the thing where they like, go to a commercial break and it's like, oh, unless you're a Hulu paid paid uh, member. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Moneybags. Yeah. I think people appreciated that. They, they say Hulu a bunch. It's good. I enjoyed it. Like, and I was actually, like, they also mentioned something that I've never even heard of before. It was like, like he has like a Hulu tablet or some shit. And he's like. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, if they mentioned uh, that, I didn't pick up on it. I think they're making fun of like the Amazon Kindle or whatever. Uh, like a Hulu vid. Like, I don't even know. Like, it was, I did, every time they mentioned Hulu, I thought it was amazing. Like, I really enjoyed that. I think probably my favorite one was there. Like, you just gotta like sneak in, pretend you belong there, and eventually it'll be legitimate. Like, like Hulu. Like, I was like, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I didn't, when did, yeah, because that's how I feel. Like, when did Hulu really become <laughs> such a thing? At some point, it's just like, okay. That's, that, that, that checked out for me. I I believe the guy who owns the mouse says that he used to be the CEO of AT and T. Is yes. that right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, well, and somehow I felt for him later when he loses his mouse, even though in his past life I'm sure he was a real big old old pick. Yeah, dig old, yeah, dig old pick. Yeah. Um, well, he farted, he farted and blamed it on Yanulak, and he got shrunk. Yes. <laughs> Just learning the reasons they all got pissed off the alien boy to, yeah. Good job, boss of the conglomerate that we are watching no, product he's, he's, of. Um, is that, I don't think this, uh, I think Hulu I, would write. I, I lose I track okay. of what everybody owns, okay? I'm sure yeah, Hulu, Hulu Fox wraps up to Disney now, I don't know. But I feel like Hulu's split or something, whatever. Um, who knows? Who knows? Uh, anything else? So, so sci So I like it. They eventually they just start saying sci-fi stuff in the show as like in reference to the weapons and like devices yeah. that they use. They just call it sci-fi stuff. We're gonna do some sci-fi shit to the school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's there from the start. It feels like it's like okay, we're. That's <laughs> just like obviously it does not make sense that they're calling it sci-fi stuff, but they become assimilated to Earth culture, so maybe it does make sense. I really did. I really enjoy it. Like the kids say it all the time. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, maybe they know, like, we don't know the, what the replicants were, uh, how, how old they are or what yeah. they knew of, uh, 
of the home world of uh Schlorp. Yeah, like no no effort to make this not as dumb Justin name with Schlorp, you know, like just we That's true. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> uh, it's part of the brand, I guess. Um but uh so I don't know, maybe they 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 know Earth more. Um, yeah, I want to know what, uh, what's up with the replicants. More of a backstory with the replicants. Um, I think they're the really shining, like for me, they're the real shining, like their relationship. I mean, like because like Corvo and Terry, like they like they talk a lot about how becoming a family, but like they refer to each other as siblings, and like they definitely have that whole like sibling relationship, and like they crack me up. Yeah, surprisingly, a strong sibling relationship found in Solar Opposites. Yeah, yeah, um, with the 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 plant replicant genderless plant replicants of yeah yumulak yumulak's a uh dig old bick i feel like he gets oh absolutely easy, but, yeah, uh, he, says, yeah. Like, he says terrible shit he's like he he should have been condemned in episode six he shouldn't get to go away for the whole time but that's okay we got we kind of uh we kind of uh reference it um no, but look, he, he gets his comeuppance in episode eight because nobody can possibly believe that he is capable of being nice until yeah, he gets true. murdered. And it seems like he grew a little bit at the end there because it turns out yeah. to be him. But it was all a simulation, so maybe not. Yeah, yeah. And he comes in with snacks and he's like, how long have y'all been in here? Um, yeah, yeah. I need that. Uh, I appreciated uh, Jason Manzoukas' Van Vo in episode eight. Van Vo was great. Okay, I'm sorry. The, the like... Terry's life mate shit was hilarious. Terry with an eye. As and a, then yeah. I'm Vanby. <laughs> that was really funny. That smoke show, uh, Terry. Yeah, with an eye. Um, and Jason Manzukas has a real knack for playing annoying characters. <laughs> yeah, that's it. They pigeonholed him as that. Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed when like they come back. Like, is Vanbo here? No. And then like, and then he's on an errand, and they're like, no. Nah, yeah, yeah, no. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, Delaney. Any any other things from any episodes you want to bring up or topics you want to get into at solar opposites i just i really i think there is some really there are some really good jokes i think the one thing really is just i do, i do think it gets less gory towards the end which is what i like prefer i obviously i expect gore but like they went like all out oh i got to see my joke where they're like we don't have noses that's the thing is that's that starts episode six it's all there that's it's, it's all just there. randomly starts with that yeah because we've seen that in the trailer. That was the first thing we saw from the show, and it's not until... Not until I know, and episode. Dylan was like, Dylan, you have to watch this. It has your favorite kind of joke, which is yes. true. I love character model humor. It's so yes. fun. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really good. Um, and uh, there are a lot of Delaney jokes. Uh, I think there are a, a lot. And just like the Harry Potter whistle, hilarious. <laughs> Apparently that's. A, that's a I'm so, it's just there. the fact that I was like, "What the hell is a Harry Potter whistle?" Then he has a Harry Potter whistle, and then he plays Hedwig's theme on it. It's hysterical. It's really, it's 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 really dumb. Yeah, okay. We've given it a lot of time, but it's good. Okay. <laughs> Anything else? Any oh, other Harry Potter whistle? I like, like, the, I like yeah, the goobers. They, oh yeah, they they when they're stressed, they uh they like sweat goobers. I yeah. too have a lot of goobers. <laughs> Also, that's Googler, amazing. Yeah, and that, that actually feels like a sci-fi thing I haven't seen in a show before. So, like, it's a like good a consistent, props like, uh, care, yeah, detail. Yeah. Oh, they, I forgot. My actual favorite thing is when they call Yummy like Yummy Bear. <laughs> yummy like, Bear. Okay. Yummy Bear. Because <laughs> yeah, they like have bear. their like they have like their groups. Because they do like the alien pollen thing, and it totally doesn't go where you think it's going. <laughs> like. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I like the yummy bear um, and the goobler. Yeah, the, I, I just I like that they're, they're you see them like sweating the gooblers several yeah. times throughout the. I think that's good. Yeah, and then freaking uh, pupa keeps eating them, and they're like, "Don't eat the gooblers." Yeah, yeah, the pupa, the pupas uh, with a bunch of iconic animals up for auction and then freeze them. I think there were That's two different deal. Paddington bears in there. <laughs> yeah, there was. Okay, I died when I saw Paddington bear, and also when they were doing the auction, your guy was like, SpongeBob SquarePants. And then he yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who, who, who do they call SpongeBob? The he's pupa. The pupa? The pupa? Okay. Oh, yeah. That's no, no when I saw auction. Paddington yeah. bear, I like, lost my shit. Yeah, that's good. And they have, like, Donald Duck and, like, Mickey Mouse. There's just, like, a little mouse in red pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's like a duck just dressed up as Donald Duck. It's great. Yeah, uh, we didn't give enough time to the episode three. Now the now you see meing everything. No, I, I was just about that. to really say good. that. Yeah, because that that they that it's so funny. <laughs> they, just, like, like, they murder Penn and Teller. And I know. Named, That's what yeah. Like, and then they were like, "We killed that guy." <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like fake magicians, and then they murdered like Penn, right? Like, yeah, it's they like, killed Penn and Teller. It's amazing. <laughs> Um, at three, uh, the, the spiritual companion to that, uh, you son of a bitch, I'm in Rick and Morty episode, right? Like, yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's same, same kind of joke. Yeah. But, where it's like him, like re- thinking something is stupid, but going through with it just to like get something unrelated done. Oh, I really just... enjoyed it. With, like, they were like, oh my God, that was so great. And he was like, I'm leaving you now. <laughs> like <laughs> Jerry was like, you're fame drunk off of one performance. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really enjoyed that. And then, I, like, I, they just take it. I think, actually, my favorite part is when he's, like, when he faked his own death and they're not mad about it. They're like, wow, that was so great. Yeah. I want to watch 32. Yeah, that's probably another good one, too. I think I think they cited Now You See Me in, for that Rick and Morty episode as inspiration. Like, I feel like that's the start of Dan thinking uh, this type of episode's dumb. And then... Uh, the type of movies that, and then they just say uh, we do another one. I feel like it's distinctive enough that it works separately from that because it's episode. mixed with the prestige. I guess so. I guess that's also, what's happening. It is funny though because they literally said, Now you see me, and then and it's, then he's yes. like, and he watches it and he's crying, and then they like show the scene. I, I think that's a that's a good use of a reference because I feel like it that's, is, um, it's funny, yeah. So that's I would cite that, but um, usually they're just passing and not built into the episode. Yeah, no, it's really funny. Right. He's like crying. He's like, and then Woody Harrelson said, "It's amazing." Like that's <laughs> really good. Okay, Alex, any closing stuff on Solar Opposites? Uh, Tiffany Haddish as the AI, I feel very, oh my God. Uh, very underused. Uh, she was great in like the brief moments that she got, but like I, I'd like that to the see last more of that character. Uh, pro- well, last episode and a little bit in the magic episode, and that's okay. kind of about it. Well, like, considering it's the, you'd think that that'll be there'll be more from that 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 character in quotes because it's Tiffany Addish, so maybe maybe see I don't know maybe that'll yeah be maybe there's more later, but I I think that's a character that could use a bit more <laughs> more stuff. Uh, like she has great lines. Yeah, uh, principal and teacher having sets in the school. Oh, that's a good uh, gag. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, you liked it. Okay. I like. I, uh, I think <laughs> it's it's very it's very basic. I yeah, say, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, 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 I think what made it funny for me was like they kept doing it. Like yeah, first time yeah, they has the continued like. It's like this pretty much the same dynamic as Mr. Burns and the teacher lady from Simpsons, but um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you got that. 
Uh, but yeah, over, overall, I think Solar Opposites is a uh, solid show. Lots of the, uh, this is like one of these joke per minute sh- shows where like they're throwing so much stuff at the wall that you're bound to like some parts of it <laughs> no matter what. That's so true. It, it, it's definitely w- worth a try, and I think that it, when it when it gets more focused in what it's trying to say in the lot in the later episodes is when it's at its best. So, um, especially about considering the time we dedicated to episodes six, seven, and eight, I think that's uh, that's evident there. So, give, give it a try, and I, I'd suggest trying to hold on for the whole season since uh, you'll be rewarded if you make it there. I mean, at this point, they've probably seen it. Yeah, yeah. I always forget but, uh, that at the end of the season. I, I was like, God, you've already seen it. Why am I talking about a, how you should? Look, watch. that's like you're restating your thesis at the end. That's solid essay writing. That's fine. Um, the it works here. It works as a good. Question. I'm being a real corvo right now, just talking like an essay. You are, yeah. I think you are a corvo. No, you are. You're. T- I don't know. You, you made I don't the think references. Alex is Terry. I think you're. You made the references. I feel like the Terry's. It's a little bit of Terry there. Um, Okay. We'll have to go through and say which, which, uh, we'll make the which solar opposites character. I, I, I did list. reference the Madagascar movies at some point. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, that's, it's, it's you, the, re- yeah. <laughs> Your Corvo with some, the Terry references in there. <laughs> I think that's a good combo. Uh, I, I, I will say that one joke of like, how did the sunglasses stay on Morpheus like that? <laughs> I, I and then he duct into his face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the episode they lean into, and I feel like it becomes assimilated with the oh, yeah. Terry it, character. Oh, yeah. Kentucky, important. The what? They mentioned Kentucky. Yes, when? <laughs> oh, there's a derby joke where like, yeah, we, we should wear dumb hats. He's like, I want to go to Kentucky and wear a dumb hat. And then he's like, yeah. I have a great name for a horse. Horse he is. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, Gronk Patriots jersey. Yes, Already yes. outdated. <laughs> Huzzah. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't, they couldn't have changed that. To, to, no, not worth it, probably. Um, that, was the, that was the right jersey for him to be wearing, right? That, that checked out. Um, the, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Solar opposites, like I like, we just referenced like a hundred plus gags. We liked from like it is like a so it is yeah. like a good. Uh, so there's a lot, there's a lot positive there, but yeah, I think it just comes. It, it's about like it coming together in a way that works for this a structure that works for the show, um, and I do think it gets there at the end. Um, so I'm pretty bullish on the show going the next season because I think like the early episodes. Have a lot of funny stuff, but overall, maybe it doesn't make for the, be- the like an amazing TV. App. But then when you get uh, the later episodes, it's like really funny, and um, it it does make for a great TV episode. So you know, if they keep that up through all of season two and beyond, I think this could be like a, a really good adult comedy, maybe in the vein of of Rick and Morty. I don't know. That's I think why. it has that potential. I think for me, that's why I think I was I was resisting at first because like. My fiance was like, it's like Family Guy and blah 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 blah, and like I don't like Family Guy. I don't. I do like The Simpsons in like in chunks, and but like you know Family Guy, American Dad. Like I don't, I don't like those shows, and I think the show it's going to be like it wants to be that, but like better. Like it's Rick and Morty. Well, yeah, you get the sitcominess from a Family like, Guy. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The sitcomy. And it, it is, it, but it's better. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's the adult animation sitcom, but like better. And like, it, like for me, episode six really sold it. And like, you know, if we can keep doing stuff like that, like, you know, it'd be funny. But then also, like, you can do funny things, like you know, making fun of the patriarchy, but also making fun of like breaking glass ceilings. But like, when you do it from like with the right perspective, it's not only funny, but it actually does something. So I'm hoping for more episodes like that. 
So I am, I would say I am like, I will watch more. I'm not, I'm still not like, I'm not going to go ahead and say like, I love the show or anything, but I definitely enjoyed what I've seen. Yeah. I think that's the battle of adult animation, right? Like there's so much cynical stuff out there that like turns, turns uh, some people off, like, like, uh, like family guy, South park. To an extent, to, and there's like pointless. Right. And, and I would say to an extent, Rick and Morty is get, get cynical at times and that can be a turnoff for some people, but I think solar opposites lands on the side uh, of being more earnest about, about things while still being an adult show while still like, you know, making adult adults, a level jokes and uh, u- using using gore and and cursing and all, all that stuff that makes it quote adult animation but uh, uh, it does it in a way where like it it does it doesn't feel like it's it's doing making fun of everyone with no consequences whatsoever like it's making fun of the right things so in that sense uh, yeah I, like I we don't agree. want like yeah, i don't want that punching down yeah yeah that that's always the thing to watch out for with with these shows, but I think Solar Opposites does a good job, and that's why I'm I'm happy that that it exists, and I, I am excited to see more of it, especially because of that second half. Right. Nice. Yep. Yeah, I definitely think so. So we'll be excited when we see Solar Opposites season two on Hulu. Let us know you thought of all of season, Solar Opposites season one and our discussion on it. Leave it in the comments, overlyanimated.com, YouTube, youtube.com slash overlyanimated. Talk about it with us on our Discord at overlyanimated.com slash discord and support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to our current patrons, especially our Patreons podcast, Simon, and thanks as always to our Patreon executive producers, Ryan Stebox, Beatrice, Hugh Michael, and Needle. Um, we do cover Rick and Morty um, on a semi-regular, sporadic basis now. Um, check out our recent discussion of Episode 6 of Season 3, which we've referenced, I think, in this podcast and previous, or Season 4, and previous Rick and Morty ones as well. And we'll be, be back to talk about Solar Opposites probably whenever it comes back. Probably no second Solar Opposites podcast, so, uh, unless I want to do the full Episode 6 recap. Well, we unless we get that. another Episode 6. Yeah. Unless it makes the best of 2020 podcast. Um, I mean, honestly, this is like borderline, you know. Top, like it'll it'll be a best new show me. candidate for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I'm like, if Solar Opposites season two is strong, this is like a uh, potential best show nominee. Like I'm sure that high on. Like I mean, it, it requires a, a continuing the level it got to it. Yeah, yeah. So I think we'll see. Um, but uh, yep, I think that was, it was good. It was fun. Thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.